Hello and welcome to the Gallant View podcast. I'm delighted to be able to announce that we are joined by a special guest today, Casper um, Pedersbeck. He's um, he's a journalist over in Denmark. Um, do you just want to say, say to folk where folk can find you, Casper? Uh, uh, well, I'm doing my work uh, primarily on uh, Twitter, or X, if you like, uh, that way now. Uh, there you can find me uh, as the user Casper Peters. And then at there, I will basically uh, cover the Danish League. So if you have some interest in there, uh, you can find me and find info about the Danish League there. Magic, mate. As I said, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, uh, no problem. Obviously, we're here to talk about... Um, the surprise transfer to most Rangers supporters of uh, Mohamed Diamande. Um, what is it you know about him in terms of his background, how he came to prominence? Well, he um, he's a classic uh, FC Norseland uh, case of a, as a player. Uh, developed through the academy. This um, um, They have this set up uh, with the academies in, in Africa, among others. Uh, and then from there, they uh, they developed the players, and at some stage of their career, they moved them to Denmark uh, and further developed them there, uh, having the breakthrough in the Danish league. And as a, the case, a recent case of uh, Nuama was uh, transferred to uh, Nyong, uh, Kudus to Ajax, uh, among others. Um, they having some great sales recently. Also, Andreas Jelderup to uh, to uh, Benfica, so uh, they have some big sales. That's good. That's good. Um, what type of player do you think Diamande is? What kind of player he is? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a he's a flexible midfielder. He can cover uh, several positions. Uh, he can uh, he, he pretty easily slide in as also like you know left wing back, left back if needed. It's not his like primarily uh, position, but he's a he's a midfielder. He can work uh, from box to box. Uh, he's a neat passer. Uh, it's not like, you know, he, he's not the kind of uh, midfielder who uh, takes a lot of risk. You know, he, he doesn't lose the ball uh, quite often um, in passing games, uh, but he's, uh, his technical skills are good. Um, he used to be, last season, a pretty decent uh, goal scorer. Um, mm-hmm. He got to a lot of shots, a lot of chances, created a lot of uh, XG. Um, but this season he has um, stalled a little bit in that uh, area of the of the play. Um, he doesn't score that many goals, um, and also the reason why I see him, with all due respect to a club, obviously a big club like Rangers, he was seen to move to a bigger stage. If you ask me, for like two years ago, but as I I asked around up in uh, around uh, in they said they didn't get the transfer done when he was, you know, like he was hot uh, and running hot. Uh, so now, uh, you know, he has stalled a little bit, which maybe opened the markets for clubs like, you know, not the top five clubs in Europe, but, you know, like clubs, a big club still, like Rangers. Um, but yeah, if one year ago he wasn't uh, possible to get for, for Rangers, I, as I see it. Is that just purely down to, has there been a, a big drop-off in form? Has there been a kind of Stalling his development, or I don't think I, I think it would be uh, it, it wouldn't be fair to say it that he hasn't developed because he, he's still a great player. Um, he's a stable um, player in the, in the Danish league. 
i uh, played last spring uh, and last season for FC Nordsjælland, who around, I think was around the, the winter break was, I don't remember, it was one or two in the Danish league. He was part of that team who dominated the league, uh, but got a little bit ill-fated by some transfers last uh, winter. Uh, that mm-hmm. made them drop uh, some positions and finish like maybe I don't know. I think it was fourth in the Danish league. So I think it would be harsh to say that he he hasn't developed right. It's more like you know the transfer market. Uh, it it came with a hard judgment uh, on six months uh, where he didn't create the same amount of goals, uh, didn't get to the same amount of shots, touches in the box uh, like the year before. So uh, still a great player as I see it, and I definitely see that Rangers will be happy for him. Uh, as long as they acknowledge that it isn't uh, like Mohamed Kudus uh, who went yeah. to, uh, to Ajax and then uh, Westham, uh, it's not the Kudus <laughs> you get. It's like, you know, it's it's also a great player, but uh, Diamante, but it's it's obviously not uh, the Kudus transfer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rangers' kind of financial background has been well documented um, the past couple of years that We've got this uh, player trading model that we need to buy players in at a low, relatively low price and then sell them on for um, a bigger fee. Obviously, we've had players like Calvin Bassey, Nathan Patterson and Joe Arebo who have all went ended up in English Premier League eventually. Um, is this some, is Mohamed Diamandi somebody that you could see Rangers doing this with? Yeah, he's only 22. He's uh, turning uh, 23 in uh, in October, so he's you know he's still a young guy. Uh, and and for me, Rangers they are buying. Um, they are also buying potential. Uh, if you get me right, you know it's it's not like it's a finished player. He has to to adjust to obviously uh, a league like uh, like the Scottish. Uh, the pace is higher uh, up there. Um, he might have a little less time on the ball, um, mm-hmm. but it's for me. It's it's a better transfer than some of the other transfers I've seen Rangers do uh, recent years because he's young. He still has time to develop. He's still attractive uh, to like you, as you say, uh, the, the the English Premier League uh, for a bigger transfer there because he's still like 22 and he can maybe develop for a couple of years and then still be in the early 20s uh, before transfer. So I, I think it's it's. It's a potential, you know, obviously there's no uh, guarantees in, in football, but it's a potential um, good transfer with some long perspective and uh, for a transfer fee to Rangers. The Rangers squad just now, especially since um, Philip Clement came in as manager, Clement's highlighted the fact that the amount of injuries and stuff that he's he's had to take on since he came in. Um, he, he's been kind of quoted in the media saying he's had to, it's like piecing a puzzle together differently every week. Um, has Mohamed Diamandi got any? Has he had any big injuries or anything like that, like that in his career? Or is no. he generally fit? He, he has a he has a strong physique. Um, he's a, it's not a player that has been known for having a lot of injuries in Denmark. He's a he's he might not seem that you know that big of a player physically, but he's a strong player uh, and he has a. a Huge, uh, like you know, huge lungs. He can cover a lot of ground. Um, I he would fit best in as a box to box midfielder, maybe as a part of a double pivot, with uh, like you know the license of being the player who can uh, drift forward and not being like you know the the holding midfielder. 
uh, if you if you put him next to a player who has a, uh, like you know a more you know defensive uh, capabilities of of like um, securing the ground in front of the defense. That would be great. Uh, I don't see him as a, you know like a sole number six, like the defender of uh, yeah, yeah. of the back. Uh, uh, but he's, uh, he's he would be fit, fit uh, great as a part of a double ko or maybe as the left sided of a trio in the midfield. So you don't see the physicality the physicality of the Scottish league being a problem for him. No, for Diomanda? Yeah. No. 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 He's a he's a hard hitter. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um. Obviously, he's came through the the rights to Dream Academy, um, and I think it's the Ivory Coast, or Ghana. I think it's based. Um, I think there's yeah. a, a few teams in the in the Danish league that has links like that. And um, when did when did these links start to kind of come about? And then Mark- so Northland was bought. Uh, I don't know how many years ago it was by Tom Vernon. I think was it the Manchester United he has been part of uh, for years uh, years back. Uh, and from there, they have developed this uh, infrastructure with academies, and they have been really good at developing young players. So it's it's it sounds it's kind of like you know going to Northland. You it's like you know buying a car from a car dealership who has a good uh, reputation. Like you know uh, the car has a certain standard. It can drive, it can move, it can it doesn't need a lot of repairs. You know what you get. It's like you know buying a player from Rangers, uh, from, not from Rangers, from um, if Northland. You kind of know what the basics are. They they are schooled in a proper way. Uh, they are used to like a lot of passing. They have good uh, technical skills. So for me, it's it's a kind of you know like stamp of approval to have been part of the Right to Dream Academy, going through the the, uh, the academy, and also having uh, had so much game time for Northland as the Amanda has. So it's it's kind of like, you know, like it's a young, proven player who has reached a certain level where he doesn't, you know, he has, re- he has reached the, the ceiling in Denmark. So now he needs like a higher ceiling to develop further. And that's what he, that's what I see he gets in, in Rangers before taking maybe a, a bigger step uh, in the future. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in the short window when it comes to play for Rangers. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, just quickly, I'm going to ask you about. Uh, there's another player that different Rangers sources have been speaking about on Twitter or X, as we should refer to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex is Alexander Lind. Um. Oh yeah. He's been kind of touted as because Rangers have got really, really badly um, bad injuries in the striking department just now, and he's been touted as somebody that we could potentially do a similar deal with. Do you think um, Lind could make the move to Ibrox? Or do you think he would fulfil his potential? Or can I... I think that uh, regarding to Alexander Lind, uh, there's two sides of the coin. Um, one side is he has uh, produced heavily, uh, overproduced his goals uh, in terms of uh, expecting goals. He, It's like, you know, uh, he has a, a goal... Uh, average like uh, zero point I don't know eighty per ninety minutes, and he has a, a xG uh, on the half of it. Um, it's not like he's a bad player, but he has had one half season with decent with, with good play, and he uh, he finished uh, the autumn season uh, not that well. 
uh, with a little bit of a scoring slump. Um, and for me, I would be surprised if he moved to Rangers and immediately got a success, uh, became a success. Um, again, it's not like it's he's a classi- he's a classical uh, number nine finisher. You know, he doesn't produce much else. You know, set him up, he may he make his his goals. It's not like he's a dribbler. It's not like he's creating chances from the data sample size that I've seen and also the games I've seen so far. But again, you have to uh, have in mind, uh, he has barely played. He has only played like six months as a regular starter for, for the Danish, his Danish uh, team, Silk Ball. So right now, I, I see him as, you know, uh, he's a good finisher. He's a good striker. He's a good number nine. But I am at the moment doubtful that he is ready to take the step from from Silkeborg here in Denmark to uh, to uh, yeah to Rangers. It's it's a massive step for him for a player like him. Uh, so it's I w- I would be kind of surprised if if Rangers made a move for him and yeah uh, and uh, and picked him up uh, already. Now I would wait if they have like you know ice in the stomach and to be patient. I would wait until the summer uh, at least to see how he's developing. If you know, is he still gonna gonna uh, keep on scoring the goals, or is he, uh, yeah, more like you know, uh, regressing to the mean uh, over time uh, this spring? Yeah, yeah. See, just nipping back to Diamonde before we before we wrap up. Would you do you think um, Rangers would be paying a big fee for the player just now, and would would he demand a, a big contract coming to Rangers? If he's a bad contract, but a big contract. I, a sound, demand, yeah, would 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 they demand a big um, a big wage coming to Rangers? I don't know. Uh, FC Norseland they aren't uh, known for paying like huge salaries uh, to the players, so maybe a huge salary for him isn't for uh, one for Rangers. But as I see it, I I he's a he, it's a good contract. Uh, for Rangers, uh, when they if they pick him up, I, I haven't heard about the transfer fee. What size of it? Uh, so maybe you can make me a little bit uh, wiser at that point. Um, there's been nothing kind of suggested yet. I think what I've heard it's between one and a half to two million pounds, but I don't know. It could be that anything above that, really. That's that's what I've heard, but it could be any could be above that, it's, really. I'd say it it has the potential of being a bargain. If if it's not more than that, yeah, yeah, I don't. I would imagine there would be some sort of sell-on fee and, and stuff inserted mm. into the deal as well. Um, but listen, Casper, thank you for coming on. It was very insightful. I know, no um, problem. That will give the Rangers fans something to um, something to watch and get interested in you signing. Thank you for coming on, mate. Ah, no problem. Have a great day over there. You too. Thank you.